0: This podcast may contain adult language and situations, graphic, gory details, and other not-so-nice things. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Lacey, And I'm Ashley. And this is United States of Murder. This week, we're in West Virginia discussing a murder that was solved using CCTV footage. Then, we'll talk about a woman who disappeared in the early 90s. Buckle up and join us on this dark and twisted ride through the Mountain State. In May of 2019, Riley Crossman was a 15-year-old Berkeley Springs High School student. Riley was a typical teen. She had a boyfriend named Hayden and a best friend named Jasmine, whom she went to school with. She was born on December 22nd, 2003, and her parents were divorced. She was the oldest of four siblings, one sister and two younger brothers. She was an artist, a talented dancer, and had the voice of an angel. Raleigh lived with her mom and her mom's boyfriend, Andy McCauley. So on May 7th, 2019, Riley gets home from school around 3.30. She sees her mom taking a nap on the couch. Her mother, Chantelle, worked two jobs trying to make ends meet. And her mom wasn't feeling good that day, so she took a little nappy on the couch. I know how she feels. I think that's all I've been doing for the past five days. <laughs> she left early from her first job to go home and get a little rest before she went to her second one. So that night, mom goes to work. Riley spends the evening with her grandma. And then goes in her room and stays there, like typical teenager. So when Chantelle gets home from work around ten, Riley's door is closed and she goes straight to bed. She's tired, she feels like shit, she's worked two jobs, and she assumes her teenager is busy doing teenager things. So on May the eighth, Riley's mom wakes up, goes to her daughter's bedroom, but it was empty. She assumes Riley had walk to school. It wasn't unusual for her to leave early for school so she could hang out with her friends and her boyfriend before classes start. But later in the day, the school sends her mother a message saying that Raleigh was absent. She calls and texts Raleigh's phone. They all go unanswered. She calls her friends. They check her Snapchat, all the socials, but there's nothing. Her mom calls the police department and files a missing persons report, and an extensive search to locate the missing teenager begins. So they bring search dogs in to check the woods behind her house. The Morgan County Police Department tries to ping her cell phone, but at this point, the phone is dead, so it's not picking up on anything. On May the 9th, they come to the house and they search. They look through Riley's room, and it's very messy. The sheets and blankets are all off the bed. There's clothes piled up. There are traces of blood and saliva on her comforter and pillow. So they send that off to be tested. Her glasses and backpack were also there. So she hadn't run away. Yeah, not good. So they interview all the people close to her like they always do Mm -hmm. when someone's missing. They interview the boyfriend and he says kids were in bed by nine the night. Before she went missing, he said he left around 4 a.m. to go to work. The police are trying to piece together a timeline, Mm -hmm. trying to figure out when the last time someone saw her, when she was reported missing, where were you, where were you? His co-workers are also questioned, and they said that the day that she was reported missing, they picked him up. They pick him up around 4. Typically, they have to go bang on the door, Mm -hmm. but this day, he was outside waiting on them. So, he goes to work. He says he stayed at work all day, but his co-workers say he left and was gone about four or five hours. So he gets on time, gets to work on time, and then leaves. And then comes back by two forty-five. So he's called back in for more questioning and he says, Oh yeah, I did leave and go to another job site. So Andy does construction, like drywall and shit like that. He says he went to get some coke mm. not the kind you drink the kind <sighs> you snort and he said he was only gone for about an hour he mm. also told the police he had his he had left his cell phone at home that night which is why i didn't call anybody and let him know he was leaving so the police are like well we can't trace his cell phone now if it was at home so they have nothing to go on They start asking if any businesses in the area have cameras that may have captured him leaving. Because they don't even know which direction he went when he left. So the Hedgeville High School cameras show him leaving. Now they have a time and a direction. The bank camera shows him in his truck headed towards Berkeley Springs. And a Murphy's gas station picks him up, paying for fuel very quickly, almost like he was in a hurry. Riley's boyfriend is brought in for questioning, and he tells police that Riley had been texting him and FaceTiming him that night. The first message was sent around 11 o'clock, and after 12 minutes, she messaged him about being scared. She said, he's in my room. Mm, Don't say anything about it, so he can't hear you. So they were on FaceTime. She says, I'm scared, babe. Hayden's on a school trip, her boyfriend, and... Eventually, they hang up. He thinks everything's fine. But when he wakes up, he has a missed FaceTime call from her around 5 a.m. So, at this point, the blood tests come back. And Riley's DNA was on the sheets and the pillow. And it was blood mixed with saliva. And by looking at the pillow, it appears her face was forced down because it was like two bloody nostril prints and like a big smear of blood, like maybe where her mouth was. Oh, gosh. Police are like, yeah. The mom's boyfriend definitely killed her, but we don't know where the body is. We don't know right. why he did it. We, we don't know anything. We just have very strong suspicions that it's him. They suspect that he killed her, and when he left work, he came and picked her body up and then disposed of it. So they impound his truck to check it out, see what's going on. They bring in a cadaver dog to search the truck and inside the truck bed he hits on something he goes all over and gives his trainer signals of decomposition but they still don't know where she's at randomly one of the police officers stops by this little stop and rob that he always stops by a little gas station and he happens to ask them do you guys have like cctv footage of cameras that outside your building, you know, that face the road and they're like, yeah, we do. Smart. So they pull it, he looks at it, and jackpot, it shows his truck Mm -hmm. heading up the mountain and then 20 minutes later coming back down. So police get a team and head over to investigate with cadaver dogs. They notice a group of vultures flying around Mm -hmm. a wooded area and this is where they found her body. The West Virginia Natural Resource Police find Her deceased body at the 5,500 block of Tuscarora Pike, the exact cause of death, could not be determined from her autopsy. Her body was found in an advanced state of decomp eight days after she had gone missing. Yeah. And this was following the extensive search that included helicopters and over 300 volunteers. Her body was found over an embankment. She was wearing one shoe. The other shoe was found in the trash bag with her body. Mm. She had on red underwear and blue jean shorts that weren't buttoned or zipped. And they identified her through her dental records. First deputy chief medical examiner said that the 15-year-old's death was due to homicide by unspecified means. On November 4th, 2021, 43-year-old. Andy McCauley, was sentenced to two life sentences with no possibility of parole. He was convicted of concealment of a body and death of a child by a custodian by child abuse. The trial lasted just over a week and involved 239 pieces of evidence and testimony from about three dozen people, including her family members, friends, DNA experts, doctors, and law enforcement. One of the most chilling pieces of evidence was the jury was shown screenshots of the messages that Riley had sent her boyfriend the night before that said he was, Andy was in her room and that she was scared. Oh, God. Which makes you think that probably wasn't the first time. No, probably not. That he had. But a been, creep. Yeah. So the prosecution showed the jury evidence of roofing screws from a Pennsylvania manufacturer that were being used on a project that Andy was working on, and those screws were also found on the road uphill from where her body was found. Drywall mud had been spilled out in the back of his truck and was also found on Riley's body. During the sentencing, prosecutors pointed out that Andy knew exactly where Riley's body was while he and the community searched for her, so he helped them. That's messed up. Looked for her. So police think he went into Riley's room to assault her, and she fought back, and he suffocated her with a pillow. Like sexually, or just... It just says assault, but I'm assuming that's what it means. What else would his motive be? Yeah. But if it hadn't been for those cameras, it would have been really hard... Yeah, for sure. ...for someone to prove, A, that he did it, and even harder for them to find her body. Yeah. And you know... Her mother has so oh. much guilt for bringing this man, not only in their lives, but into their home. I wonder if he had ever done anything creepy, not he, necessarily to her daughter, but yeah, like just in general. Yeah. I mean, he had multiple arrests before this, but it was for drug charges yeah. and, and things like that. Nothing. Yeah. So you can watch this um case on murder in the heartland oh that's season, a good show season six episode five called something happened to her it's really that's always a sad show it's but so it's sad, well but done. It's, it's very well done it's, it's not really good cheesy like a lot of them are. right so. oh gosh how senseless yeah that's sad just 15 15 mm. i mean uh, and, i mean we'll show pictures and stuff just a beautiful young girl whole life ahead mm-hmm And this motherfucker. Mm -hmm. What's your story? Tell us yours. Well, mine was actually recommended by a listener named Brianna W. She actually emailed us last year about it. But, you know, you had a baby. So this case hasn't gotten a lot of coverage, she said. And I figured I'd check it out. So I did. Angela Sharice Quinn was born on June 27th, 1970. But everyone called her by her middle name, Sharice. She was voted best dressed in high school and was an outgoing majorette. We were just talking about majorettes, weren't we? No, that was color guard. What what, what were we talking about? What's the difference between that and a majorette? A majorette twirls a baton. A color guard has a flag. Oh, I don't know the ins. Did they have that at your school? No, I don't know. I don't remember. You would remember. We probably did have some flags.
1: I don't know.
0: Maybe I think the band does that, I truly don't know, anyway, that's anyway, yeah, <laughs> after graduating high school, Charisse began working at Spartan Sporting Goods at the Crossroads Mall in Beckley, West Virginia on Halloween of nineteen ninety one Charisse was at work and dressed up as Dolly Parton, come on, Dolly, yeah, she had big blonde hair, so oh, you're gonna say something else, <laughs> and, <no. laughs> I don't know about the other stuff, but she you know that. To give you a sense of what she looked like, beautiful, big, blonde hair, well, a man named Norman Stevens was there making a delivery, and Charisse caught his eye. I wonder why. <laughs> this makes me think of that episode of Friends, where Monica works in that diner. Did you, did you watch Friends? I watched Friends, but I just watched. I took a remember. job. You have just watched Friends once? Yeah, and only a few years ago. Oh, It's boy. just to... Watch it. I don't know. I never. Was. Anyways, there's a. She works in a like a 50s sock hop diner and you have to dress up and she has to wear. Oh, like, yes, 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 yeah. She has to wear prosthetic yeah. things. Oh my gosh. Well, <laughs> I don't know if she was wearing prosthetics or not. Probably not. But one thing led to another and the two began a whirlwind romance just seven months after they met. They got married, whoa, after meeting, not whoa. after dating, meeting, whoa. period, they got a small house in Bolt, West Virginia, on Harmony Lane. This house was on a ninety eight acre farm that belonged to Norman's family. I can't even imagine how big that is. It's big, ninety-eight acres, what, after the two settled down, Charisse began to withdraw from her friends. No one knows why. Maybe it was because she was a busy newlywed, lived on a big farm or something darker. We don't know. She also quit her job within the year and dropped out of college. And she didn't have children. They didn't have kids. So not a whole lot is known about what went on in their relationship. But since Charisse had distanced herself from others, no one really knew what the issue was. But in the fall of 1993, Charisse called her best friend and told her that she and Norman had a big argument. We don't know what it was about, but she asked if she could move in with her best friend while they straightened things out. Her friend said, "Yeah, of course, mm-hmm. that very night, her friend got the call asking her if she knew where Charisse was. Charisse disappeared on October first, nineteen ninety three at the age of twenty-three years old, so according to Norman. Charisse drove him to work on George Street in Beckley in the couple's 1993 white Dodge Daytona, but she never showed up to give him a ride home. He said he had to catch a ride with a co-worker, but did not tell police who his person was. And why didn't police ask him or push for that and get... You can't just say, I'm not telling. Yeah, they didn't push for him to give him a name. I mean... You need an alibi, right? We've literally seen videos of police strong-arming and right. the shit out of people to get an answer. But, oh, you don't want to tell us? Okay, good enough. Thanks. For real. You're, you, go on. And we never find out who it was. Oh, my God. No. So, allegedly, Charisse called him later that day from an out-of-state location and said she wasn't coming back. He told Charisse's mom on the phone Charisse had left him, and he didn't know where she was. So, all was fine. She drops him off at work, and then she's like, I'm leaving you, But and calls him to tell him she's leaving him. Mm. You know what I mean? That part's weird. It's like- I don't know. She's going to call you to tell you- It's over. Just leave. Just leave. Or tell him, and then uh, don't wake up earlier and there. drive him to work. Oh, God. <laughs> You know? Oh, God. People break up different ways. Yeah, that is true. We've seen it in our friend group. <laughs> That's true. So, he said- He had no idea where she was, but the call was out of state. And Charisse's 1993 white Dodge Daytona also vanished, which is odd because that was his car, too. It vanished for only a month. It mysteriously reappeared in the parking lot of the UPS store on Georgia Street in Beckley, where Norman worked. So, in his own work parking lot, it Mm -hmm. returns. Hmm. Yeah. No. No. Norman said that someone had placed the keys over the sun visor. That's so nice of them, you know? (laughs) They just need- They stole it and brought it back. They wanted a month-long joyride. They're like, here's- Here you go. He sold the car later that month. Again, the police didn't search it or take it in for anything. So Norman never reported Charisse's missing. And on September 12th, 1994, nearly a year later, The family reported her disappearance to the authorities. I'm guessing it's because in the beginning they thought maybe she did just leave Norman and wanted to get away. Yeah. But then as time went on, they got more and more worried. Like, no, she would call us. She would let us know where she was. She was a daddy's girl. She was close with her family. She would call somebody and vent. or She wouldn't just ditch all of her family members. And she didn't have a bad relationship with them. So her dad, Tom Gwynn Sr., searched for Sharice, hired investigators, and put up flyers alongside her brother, Tommy. According to a private investigator hired by Tom, she may not have dropped Norman off at work. The investigator found evidence that Norman may not have even worked on the day Sharice disappeared. What this evidence is, it's a secret, but (laughs) he found something out. But I don't think he ever figured out who that guy was, but he, it's probably because no one actually drove him home, of course, you know? Neighbors near Harmony Lane allege they saw Charisse on the day she disappeared with a relative of Norman's and that he was escorting her with his hand on her arm, which is kind of creepy. Norman ended up filing for divorce on October twenty seventh, 1993, barely a month after her disappearance. The divorce was final on Valentine's Day of nineteen ninety four and he moved by September that same year. So he was quick to get it done. I didn't really know you could file for divorce. Like I didn't know you could get a divorce if someone's missing they can't sign the papers How long was it again? A month later. A month after she went missing. So we know she never signed papers. But it's it it seems to me like How do you even know she's missing if it's only been a month? You just haven't found her. Well, he was saying... You know what I mean? Like, she could have moved to California and just wasn't... Right. Kind of went off the grid, but you're not technically... You know what I mean? Like, a missing person. Like, you're not... Mm -hmm. Well, he was saying she just left him and he didn't know... Where she was. You still have to be served. Yeah, you have to get signatures, right? I mean, I'm sure after a certain amount of time, maybe. I don't think it's like... But not a month later. Not a month. No. No, no. You can't just... Divorces aren't finalized in a month when you do have a signature. It's just weird. I know it was the early 90s, but I'm like, what is going on here? I feel like when I got divorced, I had the papers for over a month before I signed them. Yeah. I mean, you have attorneys look them over. That's what I was going to say. Not for any reason other than everybody's trying to get their checks and balances and their ducks in a row before we sign a legal fucking document. Right. Crazy. So So the police asked Norman if he would take a lie detector test, and he refused and hired an attorney. Police entered her name into the National Crime Information Center in Washington, And police searches and private searches by the Gwynn family have shown no trace of Cherise having paid taxes, worked, or going to a hospital. So, she has absolutely no paper trail out there. On April 5th, 1997, the Gwynn family asked the West Virginia State Police to take over the investigation. Troopers searched the residence in the adjoining farm. The troopers asked Norman to take a polygraph. And again, he refused. It's like, is this your only thing you're going after are polygraphs, you know? Mm-hmm. You didn't take in the car. You didn't ask for the friend's name. You're just wanting lie detector tests. Anyway, it's probably when they were big. Early 90s, They're like, oh, yeah, this is how we nail them. Near the Stevens' home and family property is a church. The Breckenridge Missionary Baptist Church. During the time of Charisse's disappearance, there was some construction going on there, and an old septic tank was blacktopped over and is now part of the church's parking lot. The Gwyn family made efforts to try to get authorities to search the church's property, but the church did not want to cooperate. The Gwyn family even offered to pay for all the work and repairs, basically they wanted authorities to dig up the section, you know, that was black-topped mm-hmm. on the parking lot, pump out the new septic tank, and see if anything was there. Because it was open during that time. And it just seems odd that a church would refuse this. Very odd. They're not losing money. Right. it They'll be repaired. Mm-hmm. But, it turns out, some of Norman's family members are members of the church. And some are involved in leadership roles. They said... The church said if they wanted to dig, they needed a warrant. I mean, they were probably advised that by the, I mean, it's their right, sure, yeah. but it's still like, geez. But without probable cause, they couldn't get a warrant. So, you know, mm-hmm. questions quickly spread throughout the area as to why the church would refuse. Lifetime resident Eddie Lester, who lived next door to the church at the time, allowed authorities to pump out his septic tank. And when asked what he thought about the church's refusal, he said, "Sure, looks suspicious to me." Another resident named Freddie—all these residents, Eddie, Freddie—I <laughs> don't know. Freddie said there were at least two other deaths close by the church. In 1957, a teen boy named Leon Stevens was found dead in a small pond of water behind the church property. <sighs> His school books were found at the pond beside his neatly folded clothes. Aww. They speculated he wanted to go swimming and somehow maybe experienced leg cramps or something and drowned, which is possible. The water was approximately five feet deep. I don't know. I mean, I it could dra- happen for sure drown in if, five you're having, feet. if you're having a leg cramp, you know. Yeah. Well, Leon was the grandson of Deacon Jake Stevens, so a relative of Norman's. In 1971, another woman named Joanne Honecker disappeared from the exact same area. There were numerous searches, but she was never found. Her husband, Dennis Dvorak, told people she had run off toward Cleveland, Ohio. I don't know what made him think of that. That's a good destination. He said he allegedly went to Ohio to look for her for a few days, but did not find her. Then her body was found propped up beside a tree near the cemetery in Breckenridge Church. The search party had canvassed that area just the day before. Her body was not there, so it was after the fact. Oh boy. There's a lot of rumors in the area, which isn't unusual, with disappearances in a small town. The Gwynn family keeps hanging up posters of Charisse, and witnesses allege that the Stevens family are tearing them down. This is just hearsay, but... There's also a rumor that Sharice was actually last seen with the church leader, Tom Harmon. Neighbors allege that this was the man that was escorting Charisse. You know, the, the guy that had his arm around her. And then reports surfaced that Norman's grandmother knew what actually happened, but refused to answer deputies' questions with anything helpful. See? Again, another rumor. Right? What? I don't know. From 1993 through May 2014, Charisse was categorized as a missing person, but on May 6th, 2014, the Gwynn family had Charisse declared legally dead. So now the case is a homicide investigation instead of a missing person, so it's more serious for the investigators. So they were finally able to search the church's property in September 2017, and they accessed the old septic tank, but they could not find any clues. Regardless, her brother Tommy said he's not giving up. He says that he feels like they've only scratched the surface, and he is dedicated to finding his sister. I guess I just don't know enough about septic tanks; they're not that big, are they? I mean, I know they're big, but I have are they one, thinking that they were I, that her body was in there, like her body was hidden in it, but you would have to dig up the ground take the top off the well, septic tank it was open because of the construction right. so it was already open like someone could throw her in there and seal it up cover it up and then they were black topping over it and making a parking lot so, so then they would like, yeah that's true they wouldn't uh, yeah you're right kind but yeah. septic tanks get full and need pump that's why you can't flush tampons yeah i don't know if a tampon well, it was. Well, fuck uh, up a septic tank. It was the I'm old, Sure, a body would. No, it was the old septic tank, so it wasn't being used. Okay, I'm sorry. So, yeah, no, no, I didn't. I don't think I made that clear. So there were two. Se- uh, they had a new okay. tank. Yeah, this was, I was an like, old did I miss one. Something? That's why they were black talking okay. over it and whatever. They didn't okay. need to use it, so that's thank the you. Perfect place <laughs> to it really is hide a body. But when they dug it up, there was nothing. There was nothing there. So I don't know. But Charisse's father, Tom, passed away on March fifth, two thousand and eight, without knowing the fate of his daughter. He has been quoted as saying, "When I enter heaven, I'll know what happened to her." Oh, it's sad. I know. The Gwyn family is offering a cash reward of up to five thousand dollars for information that leads to an arrest in the homicide of Charisse. Her aunt said that being able to bury her remains would put their family at peace. They don't think. Well, I don't want to say no one thinks, but they feel like something bad happened. And they want her remains, which I understand. Her brother Tommy said, Having justice to whoever did whatever they did to her and took her away from us and closure, which we will never have 100% of, but at least we will know exactly what happened and that's our main goal. So if anyone out there has any information on this case... Please contact Crime Stoppers at three zero four two five five stop. And Brianna, who recommended this case, said her mom and aunt went to school with Charisse. Oh my gosh! And knew her back then. And um, Brianna is from the same town, so that's how she knew about it. That's yeah, awful. it is. Mm-hmm. Missing persons cases are just—they're always terrible. <laughs> It's wild that there are so many, sounds dark, but bodies to be found. We're not just finding them constantly. Yeah. It's awful to think so many people out there have loved ones who just disappeared into thin mm-hmm. air. Right? I mean, like, they didn't. Something happened to them. Yeah. But just to think that, like, your sister will, or brother may just be gone. Yeah. Any answer is better than yeah. no answer. Yeah. The really? finality of something is better than nothing. Yeah. <sighs> Anyways, that's terrible. Mm-hmm. Well, we've been snowed in and miserable, everybody. This, this is the first person. Lacey's the first person I've seen since Sunday. You're the first person other than Samuel and my baby, and well, Delivery I didn't, men and I didn't, Plumbers. I didn't, I didn't count Max or yeah, Wendy, my dog. Yeah. But. Well, oh my. So I didn't even talk to you last week. So let's go back. We had a tornado warning oh yeah did that get to you too yeah but i was asleep <sighs> it's twelve thirty a.m the baby's asleep finally the alarms go off we're in our shelter i'm holding the baby he slept through it where do you go under, your under stairs. our stairs that's why all that crap's in our hallway i didn't pay attention i keep telling samuel stop putting all that there because then you have to take it all out to take it all out yeah we don't have time for that I'm like, listen, we get under there too often. Now, There's too many, too many tornadoes in Arkansas. We need this space. Were please. you freaking out? Yes, was because it a different, of last year. You know what I mean? Was we, it a different type of anxiety now that you have a baby physically outside your yeah, body? Yeah, I'm like, oh my gosh, not a, not again. Thank God he slept through it. Oh yeah, he just slept. And then when I went to put him down, he woke up, was awake all night. I got zero hours of sleep for the first time. Like, zero. It was just Awful. And then we get a snowstorm. Well, I forgot to mention that day of the tornado warning. It was 60 degrees. Uh-huh. A few days later, it's below freezing. That's why I'm all congested. Snowstorm. I'm done with it. I'm done with winter. This is Arkansas, folks. I'm done with winter. I'm over it. Summers are hot. Winters are cold. There's ice. Tornadoes. I'm <sighs> congested. My eyebrows need waxed. Boo, winter. Oh my gosh. Done with it. Done with it. I've eaten so much cheese stuff. I will probably never... I've eaten a lot of cheese Everybody too. I've talked to has been like, oh, my God, Rochelle? the cheese tip. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah, never going to poop again. So- I'm going to be like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I did try a new recipe that I found on Instagram. Um, mm. I bought all the shit, made it. It was awful. But really? I, and I made a whole crock pot. How can pot. you make it bad? I made a whole crock pot full of it. So I was like, well, I'm going to force myself to eat this. What because was it? It doesn't sound awful when I tell you, but when I ate it, I was like, zero stars. Hmm. It was like in a crock pot, you put like marinara sauce and Alfredo sauce and chicken. And then all these spices like red pepper Mm -hmm. flakes, onion powder, garlic. It sounds amazing, right? Mm. Cook the chicken, shred it, Uh boil. Like they used egg noodles. So I bought egg noodles and Uh used it. So, bowl them while I'm shredding the chicken, dump it in their crockpot all together with, and then you put like mozzarella cheese and stir it all Mm -hmm. up. Sounds delish. Looks amazing. It's not good. Maybe it's the combo of spices. I don't think, I think it was the egg noodles. I think if I would have just shredded the chicken and poured it like over like spaghetti noodles and ate it more like spaghetti instead of kind of like a goulashy, yeah, then... It would have been better. Yeah, that's true. I don't love shredded chicken. I don't know why. There's, like, I something about it. I like it in things. Like, in a recipe, it doesn't bother yeah. me. But yeah, like, if it's enchiladas, that's yeah. different. But Or, like, taco soup or something mm-hmm. or chicken enchilada soup, something like that. But, yeah, I think the egg noodles fucked it all up. I was like, damn <laughs> it. I wasted all this food. <sighs> That sucks. I, I didn't throw it out until I watched the weather. and was like, if I get snowed in, I might eat this. Yeah, it. desperate times. We were really strapped for food. We, Walmart delivery wasn't going to come. I, we weren't driving anywhere. And you know the people up north are laughing their asses off at us. Listen, we, we're not prepared for it. We're really not. Our roads did not get scraped or – No one's been to do anything. I mean, our interstates are, but, like – Yeah, no one's roads, prepared. Terrible. And this is the coldest it's been in forever. So it's nothing's melting. Yeah. And if it does melt, it just refreezes. So it's just like a snake eating a snake. It's a mess. It was pretty at first. No, I hate, I hate any winter weather. I don't, it blows my (laughs) fucking mind. And don't come for me, people in towns that skiing is your lifeline to the economy, but... I will never understand why people pack suitcases, spend money on plane tickets, See, and fly. <laughs> I do like to ski. No, fuck that. I don't want to be outside in this shit. It's, it gets muddy. It's cold. It's wet. It's not good. We went through this last week. I hate well, it all. Okay, so the difference is, and I will say I feel like in the on the East Coast it gets a little wetter, more wet. But in like Colorado, when I've skied, it's powdery snow. Nope. It's not like it's mushy. No. Nope. The sun's shining, nope, the mountains. I don't know, I don't love it. It's I like skiing. Good for you. This is not <laughs> the winter weather. like Arkansas, no. there's nothing to do here. I turn into Jack Nicholson from the Shining. When the second it gets cold and I can't go anywhere, I'm gonna bust through doors with axes. I'm, I'm pissed off. My hair is flaring. Well, that, I have a sweater on. That <laughs> Just, reminds me. Yeah, oh. So I'm still watching The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. And? I'm on season two now. Okay. Well, it's always snowy when they're filming there and they're shoveling their driveways. I can I shoveled my driveway yesterday. Ugh. I feel like I have cracked fucking ribs because I'm not out of shape. It's like I have pulled muscles. I muscle. couldn't live that life. I don't have a shovel. So I was out there. Like a peasant with my <laughs> yes. dustpan. Well, I was shocked. It worked. I was shocked that Jinsha's husband was shoveling their own Girl, chalet. Don't get me started on Jinsha. Well, we'll have to circle back around when you get more into it. Uh, the skiing I get, it's fun. But mm-hmm. the other activities they do together, mm-hmm. like the ice fishing, no. all their th- outings. What else are they going to do? Oh my gosh. Go vacation. They haven't done any trips. Well, do they do trips? They don't until this season. Oh, okay. Because I was like, they don't leave no. this area. Like other housewives are always bebopping around. And other housewives are like Sonia and Luann and they're just like tits out in Miami. Yeah. I'm like if bikinis. I lived in the middle of Utah, I'd be vacationing elsewhere a lot. I don't know. No why. offense, Utah. It looks beautiful, but it's just I don't know cold. why. Maybe it's because they're Mormon. Well but I don't know. I don't even know. They're very but I don't Mormon, Mormon adjacent set vacation. <laughs> No, I mean, like people, Mormons don't come for us. We don't fucking know. We're not. Mormons. We're not being negative. Mormons don't vacation. We no, just don't know. No, no. I, th- I think they do vacation. No, no, no. I'm sure that Mormons do. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, I can't say that either. <laughs> okay. Because we get ridings. Sure, we are Mormon and we do vacation. I'm sure that, that Mormons do. I know Mormons who vacation. Several of the doctors <laughs> I work with. Or vacationing, or vacationing Mormons. Mormons. Great. So I know it happens. what happens. But I think what I meant, Jesus, <laughs> was I think that there may be something with their contract. I don't fucking know, but they don't, they never go on a vacation or a trip uh-huh. that's not like drivable or hmm. like a two hour plane ride very, very close to Utah. Do they have a lot of kids? No. Oh, okay. I think the most they have is like, one has three. Oh, okay. Hmm. Uh, the rest of them have like one or two. Yeah, I don't know. But this season, they go on trips to like the Bahamas mm. and California, I think. Which still isn't super far from Utah, but. No, not really. Anyways. If you're Mormon, gee, where do you not vacation? Li- they have stopped a long they're time stopped. ago. They've oh, stopped. boy. But it's an interesting show. I like it so far. It's so good. I'm. Um, I don't know. I'm really liking Heather. I'm going to be honest I love with Heather. you. The moment she pulls a churro out of that fire, I'm like, "That's me." Heather's Do one of my favorites. Do not waste a churro. Heather's one of my favorites. She's always like ordering the food. She's that's she her care. priority is food. She doesn't care and drinks. I love it. I I'm love like, her. I think she's great. She's my favorite. She wrote a book called Bad Mormon. Oh, and it's all about her. I have to read that. Leaving the church. Hmm. Yeah. So, anyways, gosh. They do write letters and kick yeah, people out. That's for sure. So, do Catholics get letters when they're kicked out or Catholics don't get kicked out, girl? You don't get so, like, if you're lapsed, what does that mean? You're just not practicing. So, thanks not, for calling me out. No, I'm just saying, like, that d- doesn't mean kicked out to me, but lapsed means I don't participate as far as like I. Don't regularly go to mass, I don't belong to a church okay but I like don't they would be like, to, com- you're I don't good take to communion. come back any time yeah, 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 I haven't taken communion in years or done confession. Mm-hmm. I haven't done any of those things, okay. also divorced, so all red flags, <laughs> but I'm not excommunicated do they from Do from. they do that excommunicate people? No, I can't get married in a Catholic church hmm. ever again unless I get my first marriage annulled by oh. like literally the archdiocese oh, had to sign off on it i'm like i don't love anybody that much to go through all that trouble let's just get married Lacey can marry us jake can marry us our friend it's so he's, done, he's, he's yeah he's, he's, he's ordained reverend <laughs> i know two ordained priests if i ever I get guess. married we'll just go up here to bernie's gardens with all the unhoused people and and the the flea markets and all my friends can just come wear what you want lacy uh, would wear yeah. a baby strap to her I've actually considered getting ordained ordained, so that I can get the title because I have a friend who gets mail and it says reverend in her name. Lacey, shut up. i pure <laughs> reverend. <laughs> now I'm married. No, no, I'm just joking. She's, can we just say she's weird. Don't, I can't talk about her right now. She is a little bit of a wackadoo. I'm just too congested to If you don't this. watch Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, please do.
1: And send me all your
0: opinions. Mary makes me rage. She's, she's so fucking rude. <laughs> she's a mess. She is so – I would love to see her and Teresa Giudice. Oh, she, Teresa would eat her alive. Or even, even Dorinda. Oh, I love Dorinda. I would love her and Dorinda. She's so messy, but I, I love, love I love Dorinda, Dorinda so much. Or – um, oh, what's her name? That She's also on New Jersey. She's one of my favorites. Dolores. oh Dolores. Please, somebody. She'd altogether. Fight her. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Just wait. The seasons go on. She gets meaner and meaner and nastier and nastier. Okay. Right now, she's just weird, I would she say. She stays weird. <laughs> and not in a good way. I'm weird, but no, everyone's Fun. weird. But, oh, yeah, we have patrons. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Let's talk We're about We're busy them. talking about vacationing Mormons and housewives. But I can't remember. And I didn't listen to the end, but did we shout out Amy R Amy? I'm gonna do it again. Thank you, Amy. She's from California. Oh. She told us her address, so we're sending we're sending her stickers and she mentioned she has a spooky story. And I told her she needs to write that sucker in. And Linda B. from last week, I think we guessed she was from Arkansas or Oklahoma. She's from Maryland. Oh, we were well. (laughs) She says she appreciates how you call Max your baby because her kids are 9, 14, and 15, and she makes fun of them for calling them babies. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. He'll always be my baby. (laughs) I don't care if he's 35. And Leah Michelle bought us a couple of cocktails, and she said congratulations on the new addition. Thank you, Leah. Oh, that's very sweet. We'll have yeah. to have another mom's night out. Yeah, we will. Did we talk? We went out. We went out. went out. post-baby Lacey, for the first time. Lacey went out. We West. saw a band. that was really fun. I liked their moves. Were you tired when you got home? She left us early. I didn't leave much longer
1: after. Yeah, so
0: I left. I, You know, I'd been popping in and seeing the I baby. I did stay very much longer. Right. I just sounded like I just threw a bunch <laughs> of words out of my I mouth. I knew what you meant. <laughs> so I got home right as Anders was waking up from his first stint. Samuel's in bed, so it was my turn. I'm like, oh, okay, good timing. Yeah. I just went in there and took care of him or whatever. And he's been, he's so sweet, but he's a mess. He cries all the time. But I caved and we got a snoo. And we've only experienced one night with it, but he slept. Like 4 eight hours, hours woke up fed him changed his diaper he slept another 4 hours this thing is amazing that's insane like it's literally been he only sleeps an hour a half, and a half tops at night like he wakes up eight times i don't even know you constantly should have bought this 7 months ago i know it's so expensive we found it on ebay used and it was like half how the long price how did i take it to get here not soon enough samuel emailed them begging them to send it sooner <laughs> but because of the storm mm-hmm. that was delayed so it took like four days we were looking at that tracking like come on come on come on and it got here and you just like zoomed and put it together last night yeah it got here last night and we were so excited my appointment went well i don't think i yeah you did did i talk about that i think so okay yeah all is well <laughs> she said quote it looks normal and i'm like Okay, oh, not spectacular. Not, not nothing. <laughs> not wonderful. It looks beautiful. I'm like, you didn't see it before. You don't know what normal is. <laughs> you didn't see it. Before. Like, you can't tell me it's normal. You don't know what my normal is. <laughs> oh God, that's funny. I'm like, finally, just one female doctor. It wasn't like twenty oh med God. students in the room with me. I'm like, where's your posse? <laughs> no shit. Where's, <laughs> where's the Where's the rest of the band? <laughs> I like this doctor though. She was. Keeping it Who real. Was it? What's her name? You won't tell me on the air. She was talking about her sex life after oh, wow. she had a baby. Oh. She was just telling, she was talking about her tear. We were tear talking. Welcome to my tear talk. So, it's always better when you have someone that you can relate yeah. to. She was like, ooh, I had a second degree. I can't. Ew. No. Yeah. I don't have any tears. <laughs> no tears. Like- she was nice though. Well, I guess. Where are we next week? I have a, no idea. Oh, God. Hang on. You Let need to look. send me a pic of the Let me look. The format. These were shorter cases, so we were just shooting the breeze with you guys. Um, Maryland. Maryland. Okay. Well, Maryland. Linda B., we're coming for your state. Coming for you. And we have to record our Patreon next week. I have been looking at curses. Which is family curses. Yeah. So, uh, family curses. Join that. And I've. Got some ideas for February. Okay. I love that. I to talk to you about it and we need to decide, but. Sounds good to me. Anyways, I have to go. You can stay and record if you want to, Lacey, (laughs) but. Nah. I need to refresh my drink. All right. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Bye.